1: Support for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation's Get to College program. Based in South Haven, Jackson, and Ocean Springs, Get to College advisors help students and families plan and pay for college. Learn more at woodwardhines.org. Good morning. It's
2: 830 on Friday, December 21st. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, HUD Secretary Ben Carson is in Mississippi touting his agency's Opportunity Zones. Then, find out why transportation and safety officials are encouraging Mississippi drivers to designate a driver this holiday season. And, without, and with Holiday Feast Plan, we hear tips for enjoying celebrations without consuming too many calories. Plus, jolly old St. Nick shares his mes- message for anyone who has just not yet taking care of their Christmas list. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MTV Think Radio. U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Ben Carson is in Mississippi with Governor Phil Bryant to promote economic development. Secretary Carson made numerous stops in the state, including the Vicksburg Sawmill and Operation Shoestring in Jackson, a nonprofit after-school program. He's touting the work of the White House Opportunity and Revitalization Council and what it calls Opportunity Zones. Secretary Carson spoke while visiting the capital city with Governor Bryant.
3: When I think about Mississippi, the word that comes to mind is potential. Uh, So much potential here and uh, people uh, who have the insight to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, I am particularly uh, delighted that the federal government has decided that it is worthwhile to put together uh, a revitalization council, an opportunity revitalization council that will use all the facilities available in the federal government, and particularly the 13 agencies. Uh, HUD happens to be the the lead agency for that, uh, to figure out ways that we get the private sector to invest in the economically depressed areas of our country. And uh, what that will do, obviously, is create uh, people who are self-sufficient, but it will also increase the tax base of our country. It will basically be a tide that lifts all boats. And win-win situations, those are the things that we're looking for. Uh, Those are the kinds of things that create a lot of excitement and a lot of success, and long-term success. And that's what the Opportunity Zones are about, long-term investment. And they incentivize people to stay in for long periods of time.
2: HUD Secretary Dr. Ben Carson. Robert Langford is Executive Director of Operation Shoestring. He tells us his low-income after-school program will put the HUD dollars to good use.
4: First of all, we're honored to uh, to be uh, organization selected. There are a number of organizations in the Jackson Metro area that, in Jack City of Jackson, particularly, that have received um, HUD dollars through the Community Development Block Grant program. It is a vital part of the mix. We really believe in the importance of public-private partnerships. That's how we've always done our work. And, and I expect we will in the future. It gets, means everybody from every sector of our community has skin in the game. Um, uh, you know, HUD is a real heavyweight in terms of investing in um, high need, low income communities, and we're just uh, honored to, to be selected. And more importantly, to figure out how to work together with government and the private sector to create better outcomes for the kids and families of Jackson.
2: Speaking of economic development and better outcomes, how does HUD figure into that? What are you doing it? At- Operation Shoestring that's making that um, visible for the community.
4: Sure. Um, well, the kids in our after-school programs typically do better than their, many of their peers at the same schools who aren't in our after-school programs. And that means in terms of test, uh, test scores, it means that, uh, that the kids who are in our program in third grade have a higher passing rate on the third-grade literacy test than their peers at the same schools who, who aren't. So we're sort of yielding better quantifiable outcomes for, for the kids, helping them, we hope, do better in school. Uh, parents are more engaged, higher attendance rates, all those things are coming up. It's a kind of yield you would expect on a good investment and, uh, and HUD is part of that mix as, as well as lots of private sources.
2: Robert Langford of Operation Shoestring. In other news, the Mississippi Highway Patrol's travel enforcement period is underway. This year's Make It Home for the Holidays safety initiative will run through the end of the year. It's designated to ensure safe travel for motorists and to remind them to make responsible decisions during the busy holiday season. Troopers are looking to combat reckless driving along with speeding and distracted driving issues. The Highway Patrol investigated 157 crashes with no fatalities during the 2017 Christmas enforcement period. Mike Taggart is transportation commissioner. He tells MPB's Ashley Norwood drivers should plan ahead.
5: We at the Department of Transportation just simply would like to remind the traveling public um, during this holiday season of uh, proper driving and certainly uh, with an emphasis on not drinking and driving um, during, you know, the Christmas season. We know that there are a lot of uh, holiday get-togethers and parties that are being planned and Certainly with, with any uh, good party, which begins with planning, we also ask the general public and the traveling public if, if they could apply that same amount of planning to their travel schedule and, and their means of travel during this holiday.
6: So how can someone plan ahead to be safe leaving or going to the parties?
5: Yeah, there are many, many options uh, now. Certainly we want people first and foremost uh, to, uh, to not to drink and drive or to, drink, uh, while, or to drive while they're being impaired. Um, you know, there are many services out there now that uh, if you have the means in order to take advantage of that, certainly tax cab services and, and to include Uber and Lyft services that are out there, that can be an important part of your holiday planning schedule.
6: If we were to focus on um, how alcohol can impair someone's ability to drive safely, uh, I mean, is it one drink? Is it two drinks? If I have one drink, am I okay?
5: Yeah, certainly. Uh, drugged driving is just as dangerous as drunk driving. Uh, as well as driving under the influence of you know certain prescriptive type medications can also be uh, deadly uh, alcohol drugs and certain prescriptive you know uh, medications can impair your thinking uh, certainly affect your your uh, reasoning and your muscle coordination um so anyone you know under any amount of influence of any of those products should, you know, should certainly should not drive. Uh, Just one drink can have a significant consequence, you know, if someone decides to get behind the wheel.
6: All right. Transportation Commissioner Mike Taggart, thank you so much for your time.
5: Hey, thank you very much.
2: The 2018 Christmas travel enforcement period ends Tuesday, December 25th at midnight. Coming up with holiday feast plan If alcohol is included in celebrations, officials and advocates urge motorists to designate a sober driver or have other plans of safe transportation. Cheryl Clark is coordinator for Mothers Against Drunk Driving and Drug Driving of Mississippi. She tells our Ashley Norwood getting behind the wheel isn't any joke. It's deadly. I mean, how much more harmful could that be, right?
7: Deadly. Um, not only to innocent People who are being passed on the road daily by drunk drivers or drug drivers, but to themselves. thats I mean, that's the most harmful that it could be is deadly, right?
6: Now, do you see an increase during this time of year? Is it something that your organization has noticed?
7: Yes, definitely. There's an increase over the holidays, all, every holiday. There's more people on the road traveling. There's a lot more people uh, quote unquote, celebrating, drinking, and then when the, I mean, you go to parties, you go to you know, Christmas parties, Christmas get togethers, whatever, um, holiday function, um, and then you've got to get back to where you came from, from the party, and, um, the thing to do would be to arrange for. Somebody to drive you, if you've been drinking anything at all, one drink. But people generally don't do that. They get the vehicle and they drive themselves back to where they came from. A lot. Why do
6: you think that is?
7: Invincible. That happens to other people in other places, but it's not going to happen to me or anybody I know or anybody that I love. Newsflash, we are the other people. There's people in California saying the same thing. There's people in Texas saying the same thing. There's people in New York saying the same thing. We are the other people to them. So we're all the other people. Nobody's invincible.
6: I know you mentioned earlier um, about, you know, uh, so many people that drink or, you know, uh, use drugs in that, you know, in the moment of celebrating. Um, What are some other ways that people can celebrate and still have a good time without um, risking or if they, you know, or if they do decide to to drink alcohol or do drugs, some other ways to get home safe and to make sure that other people are also safe?
7: Well, I mean, you can have a designated driver, first and foremost. You can stay put, stay where you are, don't go anywhere. You could rent a hotel room, you could call Uber, you could call Lyft. Uh, Call a taxi. It just depends on what's available in your area, right? Call a relative. Call your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whoever. Just get a ride. Just don't, if you've been drinking, like I said, anything at all, don't risk it. Don't get in a vehicle and drive.
6: Let's say I'm driving home. Um, What are some things that I need to look for while I'm traveling? Um, You know, just driving. To be on the the alert.
7: Right. I think generally um, a drunk driver is going to go slow before he's going to go fast. They're going to be slower than the reg- regular traffic, weaving, side to side, going off the shoulder of the road, possibly crossing um, the center lane in the road. Maybe they won't have their lights turned on if it's dark. And possibly a vehicle coming in the wrong direction. You know, like if you're on a four lane, you got two lanes of traffic going one way, two lanes going the other way. You may meet somebody head on in your side of the traffic.
6: In the event that that happens, do I call 911? Who do I call? You definitely
7: call 911 and be persistent. Um, You may call 911 and report the vehicle. And you're thinking the highway patrol or sheriff's department or city police, somebody's just going to come flying up with blue lights. And you may follow them two or three or five or six miles and not see law enforcement. And if you don't call them back. Say hey, I'm still behind him. He's still running off the road. He's still doing this. The tag you got to tell him what kind of vehicle, what color vehicle, tag number, some kind of description. So I should
6: just you know lag behind, not don't try to pass him or speed by him. But no, no, no. I think that's a common mistake. Also, you know, when we see people driving uh, irresponsibly, we may not know what's happening, but we're like, oh well, let me get out of their way, and we try to speed up and zoom by them. And, you know, that could also cause an accident as well. Yeah. Not Absolutely. Very preventable. Cheryl Clark, thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Coming up, we'll hear tips for enjoying celebrations without consuming too many calories. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: This year, when you start feeling those twinges of holiday stress, don't. MPB Think Radio solves the age-old dilemma of the proverbial person who has everything with the MPB Online Store. Iconic MPB and PBS gear that's comfy and fun and celebrates that person's favorite shows. Long-sleeve t-shirts, DVDs, umbrellas, even toasty socks and baby booties. Plus a discount code for members in the MPB Program Guide. See for yourself at shopmpbonline.org. And relax, we got you.
2: You're listening to Mississippi Edition, the only daily radio news magazine that covers the whole state. I'm Desiree Frazier. With the holiday season upon us, it's a time for family, friends, and lots of food. It is often a time for indulgence with things like eggnog, cookies, pies, and homemade candies in abundance. While okay to partake, healthcare professionals are offering some tips to help establish or reinforce health goals to maintain a healthy weight during this time. Since Mississippi has one of the highest rates of obesity, Obesity in the country at nearly 40 percent. University of Mississippi Medical Center professor Josie Bidwell tells MPB's Karen Brown, it's good to think ahead before attending a special event.
1: Don't go out hungry, because if you go to a party hungry, you're going to just devour everything that's there because it's delicious. And you want to try things and you want to eat things because that's really Part of the social part of going to a party is trying the foods and moving that kind of way. But if you go just ravenous, then you're going to overeat. And most of the things that are served at holiday parties are very calorie dense and they're little small bites usually mm-hmm. so that we can pick them up and carry them but they're very, very high in, in calories usually. So, you know, have something a little bit healthier before you go out to the party even if it's just, you know, a sandwich that you put together, a salad, or even some soup that's going to kind of stretch your tummy a little bit and that way you won't overeat when you get there.
0: If you want to have an alcoholic beverage, mm-hmm. what's the best choice you can make?
1: Well, you want to Really, portion control is the, the best way you one can drink, go with that right. one. One drink, uh, and so you know, for beer, that's going to be twelve ounces of beer. For um, wine, that's going to be five ounces of wine. So you really got to pay attention to who's doing your pour on your your beverages, because some of us are a little a um, little more uh, gracious with our pours than mm-hmm. than other people, okay. and we'll give you a lot. But <laughs> if you want to add more, if you want to add more calories
0: to your foods, so you mm-hmm. want to do something light on the alcohol mm-hmm. side. What's your best choice?
1: Well, I would pick something that you can mix, you know, maybe. So if you're going to do a hard spirit like, um, you know, a vodka or a tequila or something like that, where the calories usually come in in the greatest amount is what we mix it with. So think about things that you can mix it with that are not going to add a lot of calories, which would usually be like a flavored seltzer water, Mm -hmm. um, because those are going to give you the same fruitiness that you would normally get from a juice, adding it to it without all of that calorie in there white wine or red wine? It's really up to your preference. I mean, you There's know, not that much difference. Not that much difference. Red wine's got um, some different properties in there that, that may be linked to, um, you know, heart health and that type of thing, anti-inflammatory type properties. It's definitely not this magic bullet of health. And then for certain people that those same compounds can trigger migraine headaches and, and that type of thing. So it's really your preference as long as you stick to the, the right serving size and don't overdo it.
0: What about When you're looking at hors d'oeuvres or desserts, what should you avoid? Because there's usually a lot to choose from. There is
1: a lot to choose from. So I don't think there's anything that you necessarily have to avoid. There's those things you want to maybe only have a bite or two of and then fill up on some of the, the other things. So there's usually always a fruit tray. There's usually always a veggie tray. So, you know, that should make up a healthy portion of your plate. And then the things that are heavier that may have a lot of cheese or cream or bacon, because we'd like to put bacon on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of a, a one or two bite situation and then move on. There's usually also some type of um, shrimp at a lot of these uh, parties, you know, maybe like a shrimp cocktail. That's going to be a little lower in calorie and fat as well. So that could be a good option to add to your plate. What about desserts? They're delicious. They sure are. They sure are. And, you know, you shouldn't deprive yourself because when you tell yourself, I can't have something, in your brain, that is now all your brain <laughs> wants. So if you see that chocolate cake sitting over there and you're like, I, I can't have any of that, then all during the night you're just going to give it the side eye, like, mm-hmm, that cake's still over there. And at the end of the night, you wind up, one of two things happen. You either give in to that craving and you overindulge in that cake, or you eat multiple other things trying to satisfy that craving that you're having, and then wind up eating the cake anyway. So now you've taken in more calories than you would have if you had just eaten a small piece of that cake and and moved on from it. That's intuitive eating. If you want it,
0: intuitive, intuitive
1: eating. eating. If you want it, enjoy mm-hmm. it. Limit the amount that you eat, but don't punish yourself for it.
0: To become a little active, I know you can't exercise off what you just eat, ate. Not but, no. <laughs> but does it make a difference to get out and walk or? Do something
1: absolutely makes a difference to get out and walk. You know, when you eat, you know the food that you eat gets broken down into the parts of food that run our body. You know, whether it be a carbohydrate or protein or a fat, and most of these foods are a little little heavy on the carb side, and that doesn't mean they're bad. But we need to do something with that extra energy that's floating around. So it's definitely going to be better for you if to take a little walk around, um, or even just stand up. You know, just just stand up. That doesn't I, sound too hard. It doesn't sound too hard. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of, of data out there that links just sitting and being sedentary to poor health outcomes. So even if you you know, you know feel like you can't go for a walk or it's raining outside, it's cold outside, I'm just not going to do it. Even just standing up, when um, I, mean, I tell folks to do it during commercial breaks, you know, just stand up during the commercial break. And that's going to at least be a little bit better for you as far as circulation and blood flow going around than just sitting.
0: Josie Bidwell is an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Happy holidays, and thank you so much, Josie. You're welcome.
2: Coming up, jolly old Saint Nick shares his message for anyone who has yet to send off a Christmas list. This is MPB Think Radio. On December 24, 1967, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave a Christmas Eve sermon that still rings true today. It
8: really boils down to this that all life is interrelated. We are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny.
6: MPB Think Radio will bring you this sermon
0: Christmas
2: Eve at 9 p.m. Only on MPB Think Radio. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Santa Claus is spreading joy and cheer to all Mississippians just ahead of the Christmas holiday. The jolly old elf himself stopped by our studios for a visit and parents, our conversation contains no spoilers, if you know what we mean. Santa tells MPB's Ezra Wall he enjoys believers of all ages.
8: The babies really can't do a whole lot, you know, and the parents still act like kids when they're around me. So, you know, it doesn't matter the age. We all have fun.
9: So what do you do when uh, when a kid comes and, and has that sort of modern cynicism or, or a little bit of skepticism about who you are and what you're doing? Well, that's when the magic comes into play because
8: Santa's very magical and when you can find a piece of candy or something behind a child's ear or do little slight things that make them question what they've just seen, then they start believing again. So as long as they have a little
9: belief in their heart, I can find it. Everybody wants to bring their list and they want to tell you everything they want for Christmas, everything like that. In Mississippi, the the reality is a lot of our kids are not getting everything on that list. What do you do to bring joy into those lives in the in the moment that you get to be in in touch with them? You know, it's not necessarily all the high-tech stuff, you know, a very
8: simple doll can serve bundles of joy.
9: What is it that um, you know? We talk about the the over commercialization of of not just Christmas itself, but the whole season. We're going back to. I mean, in October we see Christmas stuff out in stores and everything well, like July, that. In July too.
8: Okay, it's, it's yeah. even in July we have yeah, Christmas yeah. in
9: July, and
8: you know. That's fine for retail and stuff like that, but the true meaning of Christmas happens on Christmas Day.
9: Some children might be listening, but more so it's going to be the parents and the grandparents who are listening to this conversation. If you could leave them with a message about Christmas, about this whole season, about this time of the year, what would it be?
8: Never forget what happened
9: on Christmas Day
8: and Christmas Eve. Never forget it. And always let your kids know about it. And bring the joy of Christ and everybody into your family and your life, and you'll be rewarded, as I've been told, tenfold. So that's what we got to remember. Let children know that, hey, there's there's hope out there. Just keep your faith and be strong.
9: Now, speaking of the children, it, I know it's the very last minute, but if one hasn't been in touch with you yet, what do they have to do?
8: It's not hard. You can either, A lot of kids can go on the Internet. They can write me a letter, drop it in the mail. I've got a special force team that goes out and picks up all these letters real quickly. So we can still handle it. You can still get your wishes in. So it's not a big issue.
9: We can handle it. A busy man, ladies and gentlemen, Santa Claus. Ho, thank you very much. Oh, Thank you all.
2: Before we go, online retailer Amazon is locating a consumer goods fulfillment center in Marshall County. The project will create 850 jobs over three years, according to a release from Governor Phil Bryant. The governor says, quote, Amazon's presence demonstrates to industry leaders around the globe that Mississippi has what it takes to remain competitive and efficiently reach their consumers. Well, stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi programs all morning long. Next, it's Gestalt Gardner at 9. Then at 10, it's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Desiree Frazier. Join us again Monday for Mississippi Edition only on MPB Think Radio at 830. Have a great weekend.
1: for MPB comes from the Woodward Hines Education Foundation. Committed to helping more Mississippians obtain post-secondary credentials, college certificates, and degrees that lead to employment. More information about Woodward Hines Education Foundation at woodwardhines.org.